0: Hello and welcome to the Let's Talk Knicks podcast, where we talk New York Knicks basketball and other news around the NBA. I am Jason Talbot, where today we are recapping game two of the New York Knicks and Atlanta Hawks series tied up one to one. I'm with my man, the one, the only, fresh cut, looking good. Fresh off the trip to MSG, Marcus Chinqui. How the hell are you, man?
1: Yeah, I mean, I got the. I'm following suit with the Knicks. Got the braids put in. <laughs> I felt like I was gonna pop one last night, though. Like things were getting getting wild, but you know, we're 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 tied up. We're knotted up, one game Ooh. apiece. And I tell you, there's there is nothing like being in the garden for a, uh, a Nick playoff game. My first finally made it. And uh, I, I gotta say they didn't disappoint.
0: Yeah. The Knicks, Knicks win 101 92 with, with the big second half uh, comeback. Just what a game. I, I mean, every Nick fan, I'm getting tags that it, it was over at halftime. Like I, I, I think Nick fans were throwing in the towel that the series was over at that point. Um,
1: no, we we didn't we didn't and panic, we didn't panic inside so
0: <laughs> I mean, I think anyone listening to this probably was watching the game at home. you were at the game. Tell us a little bit about what that was like and uh what, what what the feelings were at the game you know the the mood swings i mean it had to be an emotional roller coaster
1: I mean hear what the what the crowd sounded like there if i've i've again never been to a nick playoff game before i've 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 recapped many times on this podcast how many times we've swung and missed <laughs> on trying to get to see them in the playoffs and finally i got to go last night and worth every dime it took to get in there i almost decided to take the train for the first time in over a year but i i still i still haven't but the energy in there is like no other place, no other thing in sports. The fans are like no other fans in sports. Oh, it's, man. it was you could feel when the player said you could feel like the ground shaking in there in game one. You could definitely feel it throughout the entire arena throughout the game. And yeah, things were a little a little touch and go there at the at the yeah. beginning. You know, I was surrounded by, you know, like I had the I had the Long Island Bros sitting in front of me. And they were <laughs> they were they were pumped up, but they were ready to get back on the Li Double R, back to uh, wherever they were coming from. But <laughs> they were they were they were getting nervous for a second. But you know we we didn't we didn't panic too much. And that first half, yeah. it was just you know some of the worst basketball I think you could you could see, and Bad. it was just like what are they doing? Like you could you could see you they almost. I mean, what could you say the crowd was almost a detriment to them because they were just so nervous. They looked lost and confused. And yeah. Like there was just so much energy in there that maybe it got to them a little bit at the start. And I got to say, you know, thank God for Derek Rose and yeah. like him and Taj Gibson, like two veterans. And you could yeah. tell they're the only ones that have playoff experience. And it didn't like them and Alec Burks and it just doesn't get to them. But, you know, I think it started the way everyone was hoping it wouldn't start with, uh, Alfred starting at at point. And there's a guy behind me for 20 minutes leading up to the game. I think he got the, the information. He was like, Oh, when they announced the starting lineups on Twitter and stuff, he's like, Oh my God, it's Alfred again. And for like, 20 minutes he was going on (laughs) about how much he hates that Tibbs wouldn't make that change. And it was, you know, you hear the groans, you know, like when they, you know, no one's going to boo him during the opening, uh, during the,
0: I was surprised that he didn't get booze. I really thought he was going to. And I think you can kind of hear the crowd was ready to turn on him because I think Tibbs pulled him out. Just at the right time, because if you left him in any longer following that timeout, if if after that timeout Rose was not in and Alfred came back out there, I mean, I thought someone was going to rush the court and tackle (laughs) Alfred because (laughs) it was it was tough to watch, man. Like just seeing the Knicks play bad because of him. Like, th- he's not playing defense, offense. He's just a mess. He look, he just looks disinterested out there. And he's, I mean, we'll talk a little bit more about some other guys like Randall in the first half and, and Reggie just who also looked lost. But Alfred, it's been last game, this game, and the last, like, you could say 20 games. I mean, the second half of the season where he just looks mentally he's- checked out.
1: Yeah, he's not, and when you're not giving anything to the game, it's like, why why put him out there? Yeah. And I think that's the frustration everyone had with Tibbs. Like, you know, he says the same things a lot, like, um, you know, we want to put the best guys out there, the best players out there, blah blah blah. And you're like, okay, you keep saying that, but I don't see anything. That Alfred yeah. is lending to this team. And he's clearly not the best option out there. So it's like, what yeah. are you like, what what is and you only play him a couple minutes and then you yank him. So why put us in that hole? And I know okay, I'll give him this. I did know like at the beginning of the game, you could see what their strategy was against Trey Young. Like they they started up on him early yep. and just like you know, body him. But the refs were not giving us any help. No. early on in that game and it was just like what are the you know is tapes gonna have to come out and say something like nate McMillan did like you know just call them out and just be like hey call the game both ways call it consistently throughout the entire game because you know they're getting these calls that you know that were not even close to fouls definitely not playoff yeah. fouls yeah. balls that were just not even touched and you're like what are they what are they seeing and it was just so frustrating from the beginning. And I think that's what got everybody just in. That set the tone from the start, that everyone was just yep. frustrated from that. And it was just, you know, I I guess eventually they did kind of start to, to ease up a little bit. But those first few minutes, it was just like, what are they looking at? What game are they watching? Yep. And everybody, and, you could feel it.
0: And for the second game in a row, the free throws we're kind of even once again. I mean, the Knicks had 22, uh, sorry, the Knicks had 23, the Hawks had 22. So at the end of the day, the free throw numbers, there's not much of a disparity there, but I mean, maybe our vision is a little bit clouded because we're Nick fans, but I did once again, feel like early on, especially Rose going to the baskets, getting hit. Um, you touch, you blow a kiss at Trey young and you get in a foul call where it's <laughs> not getting called both ways. So, um and
1: to I mean the free, clean, throw, the, the free throw,
0: numbers the, the free throw numbers the game or how free throw numbers could
1: be a little you know yes they could be even, but it's when they call those fouls. Yes. So leading up to them even getting in the yes. penalty, it's like they were just blowing whistles, and you're like, just let them play, you know, like every little thing, you're you're uh, blowing the whistle. And maybe that got in their heads, but yep. like you said, that first timeout. People were like, Alfred can't stay in the game. He cannot stay in the game. And he just looked. like, if Rose doesn't come in and save the day, this game is over. And luckily, if if we started to watch, the guy sitting next to me, we were were just kind of talking back and forth. And you realize, like, wait a minute. How are we only down five points at certain points of the game? Like We were shooting under 25%. And somehow, like, if you had looked at just the game, didn't look at the score, you would think we were down by over 20 points.
0: Oh, there's a... Sorry, I little technical difficulties right there. <laughs> I'm talking ahead my mic on mute. Um, there, there's a couple key things I want to talk about the game the Knicks defense being one of them, which kept them in it the whole game. First half, there were some stretches where defense was kind of non-existent and it was getting, I mean, the the Knicks had basically a meltdown um, in the first half. And I got to tell you, the Hawks we talk about on paper, very good team, scary team. I think a lot of Knicks fans are very worried about the series especially with a lot of the players on the Hawks getting healthy you saw DeAndre Hunter have a big game last night but this Hawks team for whatever it is they could have ended the game in the first half they could have easily been up like 20 30 points with as bad as the Knicks were playing and they just couldn't quite you know put the put the nail in the coffin and really end the game I mean the Knicks were always still in it like you said I kept looking at the score like even though I think the most, the Knicks were down 12 points. And like, in a yeah, game like we, this, we, we, we went down into... 12 points at home. At any moment, the Knicks can can go off. Uh, we've seen it, especially with the bench, uh, the way they've been playing. So as much as like emotionally, I felt the Knicks were probably done at halftime. I'm still thinking the Knicks could easily come back. And before you know it, Taj is running up the court. He He gets a dunk and now they're down six. And you're like. Yo, they I just think-
1: yeah they just had to hit shots like they had the looks and yeah they were just you know missing open shots making bizarre passes and you're just like okay calm down calm down you needed halftime you go into halftime we're down what 13 yeah and tapes makes an adjustment and I think that's the first time we've finally seen it and we're like he he knew something just wasn't working and there's no room for those kind of errors in the playoffs and he yep. started Rose. And Taj to start the second half, and floodgates just open, yeah. and it was just Randall hits that first that first three, and we're just like okay, you know we're here we're feeling yep. it chip so, away just a little bit more chip away chip away, and that's when things start rocking like we started, you know, get that comfort level back, you know we're feeling good oh yeah. we're feeling like oh yeah a couple guys start hitting buckets Rose is hitting shots and we're just like okay the juice is back Spike is dancing we're feeling good. So
0: <laughs> excuse me. So that's the next big thing I want to talk about. Julius Randle for six quarters straight. Julius Randle was last year Julius Randle and just even worse. I mean, he was bad. I
1: mean, I'd say worse, because yeah, he didn't even score any points. Uh, he was <laughs> he I mean, atrocious.
0: Point. He was rebounding the ball pretty well. I, I could tell that he was frustrated, but used he was playing tough and at least where he could, he was playing pretty good defense, but offensively, his shot. I was starting to think, is this, is he injured? Is something like physically wrong with him? Because this is, we have not seen Julius Randle play like this ever. Uh, and, you know, it's interesting
1: you say that because I was like, even watching in the press conferences, you're seeing him like sniffle and looking a little like, yeah, I'm like, it's got allergies <laughs> or something. There's a little hay like, fever. Weather's changing around here. Maybe. Well, hopefully don't go down to Atlanta. That pollen is heavy down there. So yeah. keep that mask on. You know, you got to uh, keep the allergens and, out. And I'll come back to
0: the fact that Atlanta just could not get the job, job done and completely demoralize this next team because all of a sudden, a Julius Randle sighting in the second half, he starts to cook. Then you got Reggie starting to cook. And all of a sudden – you're watching the Knicks team that we've been watching all year. And I got to tell you the Hawks, when Trey was sitting on the bench too early in that fourth quarter, I like, I'm looking at the minutes. I mean, he still played 35 minutes, but he should have played over 40 minutes. I mean, you bring Trey back in, he was doing, and then they kind of got back into it. As soon as they did, I just could not believe what the Hawks were letting their bench guys go. And the Knicks are just building that lead, building that lead. Um, so bad coaching on that side too, but
1: it's that cra- was the to crazy thing in the in the first half too. Whenever when Trey was out, they actually kept that lead when he wasn't playing, and yeah. then you start to in the second half you start to realize like, wait a minute, how is he not back in this game yet? And the Nick bench started to really cook, and when you got oh I mean, it may come down to being called the Ob game on this one because. Yes, he only gave – he gave us eight points, but he gave yep. us eight points at the right times. And you could see the confidence growing in him. Yeah. And I love the the shot they showed of his mom just in tears when the Garden's training Obi back there. Oh, man, I got goosebumps <laughs> as, as we were doing it. Like that dunk, we're falling all over each other. We're yelling and screaming in there. And, oh, man, just like that's, that's the moment I think every – Every player that plays for the Knicks wants that moment in the playoffs. Garden chanting your name,
0: man, and so, welcome back to Randall. But <laughs> Obi is one of the biggest stories here. This is the guy that we thought we drafted. The transformation that we saw him early in the season till now, looking like Amari Jr. out there, and and then some. I mean, this is the benefit too of drafting a guy who is older. Um, you know, not an eighteen-year-old, nineteen-year-old kid. He is developed already as a player, and you're seeing his talents. Love him out there with Derek Rose, too. We we saw that when Rose got to the team, that he just plays better with them. Rose is always looking for him. The confidence oozing from Obi. And I think his play lifted up Randall as well. Because Randall seeing this guy go out there playing with all this confidence. Like, Randall's gotta be thinking, man, like, I just gotta get my head in the game, like these young guys, picking them up. This team, I think it, it was when um even when Alfred went down uh, on the floor, he got knocked over early in the game, and the whole Knick bench came over to pick him up. I mean, that's why we love this team. I mean, we would have loved to have seen them all sit there and just. Leave it up. <laughs> I mean, because that's what Alfred him. does.
1: He's like yeah. when everyone was yelling for Obi, Alfred's sitting on the back of the the bench <laughs> so again. I don't even see him most um, of the time. But let's not let's not even dwell on that. We don't want to talk about this. Is about Obi great? So. Uh, it kind of sucks a little bit
0: that Randall is, you know, the the face of this team right now, and him and Obi, it doesn't really make sense to play them together. Uh, maybe against this Hawks team, if Capella's out there, you really can't run Randall at the five. That's just too much, I think, of a, a mismatch for us. Um, but I just want to see Obi out there every minute because the energy he brings to this team, and he's playing so smart, he's playing so well and what he's done for this team and you could give obi a lot of the credit for the knicks coming back and, and winning last night and i i'm just
1: i mean he's he's not scared to put up the three he he has the young legs he's running and gunning all like back and forth on now, defense and tell offense me, tell me about the
0: garden on that alley oop like i, I mean, watch videos back and I, I'm, I get, I get the goosebumps every time I watch it, man.
1: I did, like I didn't capture video cause I kind of saw it coming, but I was like, no, let me yeah. just enjoy this here <laughs> because you saw him, you saw him sprinting out and everyone's, and I, everyone's so pointing, the hand raised and everything. Everyone's pointing like, get him, get it. And as soon as he threw that down, we all fell back on each other. Everyone's yelling and screaming and just, <laughs> oh man, you can just feel that, that juice come out of there. I think I, I, I might've, popped the vessel like i felt like i was going to pop something because we were all yelling and screaming so much at that moment and it was between that and when i think near the end of the game when julius hit taj for for a dunk there and everything just erupted and you could feel like okay we got this you know we got this and that's where that's where everyone was saying having the crowd back at the garden that is the home court yep. advantage that is the advantage you have. And, you know, that's where we're we're going to bring that energy down to Atlanta, too. Like, it's not going to be a pro Hawks uh, crowd down there. Like, everyone knows New Yorkers travel in herds, and Atlanta yeah. is a very New York-heavy city. So we are going to be down there. We're going to be loud. Trey could get booed on his own home home floor, and that's going to be something that they're going to have to deal with, too. Um, I think it was just, you know, going back to Obi, it was just, you know, he's just, he has that youthful energy and exuberance that he, that you need out there. And I think it gives Tibbs that little bit of uh, space to give Julius more rest because he's starting to trust Obi a little bit more. And you when you have him out there with Rose or with Burks, guys that can facilitate and yep. get him the ball, you know, we're not even seeing the best of Obi right now because... We know he's got a whole lot more skills that can come into play, but he's doing what we need him to do yeah, and in this series. And I wouldn't even be surprised if you want to go if you wanna go slow small, because they were playing small against them. Yeah. Put Julius at the five, Obi at the four, see what you can do for a couple of minutes here and there. If the matchups know, work
0: well against as we'll I said, see. I think when when Capella's out there, it's really tough to do that. But I think when their bench guys are out there like when you know, Gallo
1: is out there, they need to be going at him. That's that's what was frustrating was they're starting man. so many plays so far out and Julius is getting the ball. You can see their Hawks defensive strategy is get the ball out of Julius's hands yeah, and don't, don't let him get to his spots because he's grabbing the ball near the three-point line. Everyone's yelling. Like, why are you guys coming so far out to start it? Like RJ gets the ball back. He pulls it all the way back out to half court and then tries to go in again. It's like attack the rim. And that's why, I was a little surprised how much we outscored them in the paint because that's what we kept. We were, everyone was yelling, "Take it to the paint, attack them, attack yeah. them!" Because when Capella's not out there, they don't have anybody. It's like, have, yeah, it's like in, uh, in rebound when they realize that uh, Sledgehammer's soft. They're like, take he's soft inside, take it in on him, you know, and just go at them. So, yeah, apparently they did, but it just did. It didn't feel like it for long stretches that they weren't doing it, but. That's that's like the play that's got to that's got to happen, because without Capello, they really don't have anybody else so, to protect the rim.
0: The other thing I wanted to bring up uh, is tips. Mr. Thibodeau, um, I, I put a lot of blame on him last cast for the lost and just, you know, the rotations and things like that. And I thought he definitely did a much better job this time, but. There's still like some things where I just feel like Tibbs is always consistent in what he does. I mean, he made the switch of not playing Alfred in the second half even though he, he did that last game like I still don't think he needs to play Derrick Rose that many minutes. Um we're talking about Obi. Obi only played 12 minutes. I think Obi probably should still be playing a little bit more. I think he's earned it. Um so I I'm not the Knicks got the win and everything's great. I think I'm just always going to disagree with Tibbs and his minute usage. I have all season even though it's bit like I mean, they're the 4 seed, right? They're, they're we're watching playoff games, so like I can't hate on Tibbs, but his minutes usage it's always been the knock on Tibbs. He just does things a certain way. Um but the one thing I want to praise Tibbs for is the Taj Gibson getting 30 minutes and being, again, another one of the reasons why I think the Knicks won last night. Taj Gibson was unbelievable. Uh, His plus minus was plus
1: 23. 23, yeah. I'm
0: using those stats only when it, you know, helps my argument, but (laughs) the energy that he brought and, and, Todd Gibson is playing some of the best basketball. I think he's probably ever played in his career. He's the, he's
1: the smart vet, um, you know, like he knows how and, to play. We've been saying that all season. The guy just knows how to play basketball.
0: And I think part of it is from when he started his career till now, the NBA's changed so much in the role of the center position that his game, even being a little bit undersized, like it's fine. What you need from centers now is not as much as it was in the past. Um, you know, if this isn't a the games played outside the arc for the most part, games are spread out more. So Taj's hustle, running, boxing out, doing the fundamentals and those things right, play really well for this team. And Nerlens, I think, is still a little, a little hurt. He got a little foul trouble. Um, some fouls are a little questionable. Others were clearly fouls, even though he's complaining about everything. But. Man, I mean, all the talk going into the game was like, is Mitch Robinson gonna play? Is he back? And <laughs> yeah, in, let's in keep this those series
1: on the on the shelf, yeah, in this <laughs> series
0: specifically, I'm totally fine with Nerlens and and uh, Taj. If the Knicks can get out of this series, and if we do play the Sixers, I think if Mitch is healthy, it would be great to have just another body to honestly even use some fouls against Embiid, um, so we can rotate the guys through to just kind of like tire him out. But coming back to Tibbs, I. When we get to Atlanta, I don't think you can count on your bench being as productive. There's always a little bit of a drop off when you're away. When you're home, quickly those guys come out. I mean, quickly didn't have a great game, but you always get that energy boost off the bench. Those guys on the road, I think you always need a little bit more from your starters. So I'm hoping that Randall and Reggie—they're picking it up in the second half—that they're going to come out uh, firing. You know, they because their numbers really the starting lineup still not great. You were talking about Rose before, he's really been the guy. Um, but
1: and that's I, that's the adjustment that uh that Tibbs made was you know, coming into the second half, he was just like the starters aren't giving us what we need, and they're their their energy's low. And he, he like he said, we needed a jolt, and Derek Rose is that jolt, and Taj Gibson yeah. is that jolt. And when you have Alfred and nerland's out there, you're essentially playing five on three. So yeah, you just, you know, and that's what makes it everything harder for Julius and for RJ to get going and Reggie to get going because they can load up on all those guys. So you bring it and to your point again with the minutes, everyone wants to talk about the minutes on Rose and there was like, you have played, you know, 30, 39 minutes, you're averaging like 20, 28 during the regular season. You're like he's good, you know. Knock on wood, he's he's fine. He's taking care. There's a funny video of uh, I uh, I think it was Trey was at the free throw line and Derrick Rose is back there doing like yoga I moves. Saw that. Yeah, the- yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, hey, please take care of himself. He's you know, he's- man, he's taking care of his body. Whatever you got to do. Watching him do that on the sidelines is <laughs> just funny, but I yeah. love
0: it. <laughs> so wh- I'm, I mean, with all of this, I mean, I just want to kind of get right into it. Like, there was a big turning point in the second half yet last night, we've said a number of times already. Do you think the Knicks have turned a corner? I I think it's clear that momentum has swung a little bit to the Knicks favor. That's how the game ended. But now we go to Atlanta. Knicks go to Atlanta on Friday night. It's only, and that's the thing, this ain't a Saturday game. This is a Friday game. So they're traveling. Um, I don't know if they left last night or if they're leaving today. Um, I would think they probably just, hopped on a plane last night, right?
1: Yeah, they got, you know, come in, go to get some chicken and waffles when they're down there, settle settle in.
0: (laughs) Um, So I think you made a really good point, though. There's going to be – we lived in Atlanta. Atlanta is not a basketball town. I don't care how you put it. It, It's not. Atlanta – they care about their college teams in Atlanta more than anything. College, they
1: like like the Braves, they like the Falcons. And even then,
0: (laughs) you know, some Falcons fans here and there. um, What was that? the Name of that uh place we always used to go to Taco Mac, right? Taco yeah. Mac. Oh yeah. yeah. Mac. That was the spot. <laughs> um but Atlanta, a great town. Uh we big fans of the city, but there's gonna be a lot of Nick fans in Atlanta. Like I mean, people lot. talk
1: about people talk about Florida as the place where all of the older New Yorkers go down there. Yeah, the younger New Yorkers go to Atlanta, yeah, and I that's mean, where all the transplants are. It's like they're um, sitting. In Are Midtown, we, ready to go. What, per,
0: what percentage of Nick fans do you think? I mean, I think it could be as high as like I mean, call me crazy. I don't 50-50. I was seems gonna like say it could of, be it could be 50-50. It could we it's gonna be crazy.
1: Like, you're talking about people already there, but then also the people coming from New York yo, going down there.
0: Nobody cares about basketball in Atlanta. Like I I'm hoping that there's one big fan. He's probably trying to buy up all the tickets for Atlanta fans because he knows that all these New I Yorkers mean, are showing up. Because
1: like, did you? Did I? Did I tell you? I'm gonna be down there. I'm going. Game four. You are. Me and Tony are going. Did yeah, we go? we got, we got all tickets. Right. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> so we're you you got tickets. Yeah. So we're <laughs> we're tra- I'm traveling tomorrow. I'm getting on a plane. Going down Some there. Tickets. Can
0: I ask? Do you mind sharing? How m- I'm curious what, what they what they're going for.
1: Well, we have really good seats, so they're Okay. We decided to splurge. Well, I will say okay. I paid more than I did at MSG. MSG was surprisingly cheap. It was 150 bucks at MSG. So okay. What do you like but, the
0: 300s for? For great seats or more? We're going more. Okay. We're,
1: <laughs> we're five rows behind the Nick bench, wow. so <laughs> we we went for it. So, so sitting,
0: you'll be sitting right next to Alfred.
1: pretty Um, much he's gonna be sitting right in front of me but i told tony like we will be able to hear tibbs barking from where (laughs) we are so
0: that's great we're gonna be
1: down there everybody like i've already seen on nick's twitter a lot of people are gonna be going down to the game spike's probably already there yeah it's Stephen A's yelling about going down there like it's the whole like everyone you heard him on tnt they're like it's a new york it's a big new york contingent down there so
0: yeah it reminds me of like going to like Yankee uh, Met games or something where like the back and forth of the fans yelling at each other like at the game and the fans, like you don't know, like so when the Knicks are on defense, you're gonna defense defense within Atlanta, you know, they get they're pumping the noise of just their it's it's gonna be it's not a it's and I think that's the point. It's not gonna be a complete home game necessarily exactly that's what... for Atlanta. Um, and that, that's annoying, man. That's gonna, you know, Trey when, talking that smack about, wait till we get to the A, like,
1: yo, I know, we're going to be there. <laughs> um, that's, you know, these, these are, these are gonna, these are going to be in the, in the stands. <laughs> like, we're, we're, we're there, we're here. So, so,
0: so back to the original question. Do you think, do you think this series has shifted into the Knicks favor and what do you see happening, um, in Atlanta? With the next
1: I, I, hope, I hope so. You know, there's still a lot that wasn't working. But you saw in that second half, they started to play much better defense. The offense starts clicking. And we said this after game one. You know, like Julius and Reggie hit just a couple more shots, and we win that game. Yep. Game two, they come back, and they hit those shots. So, I think now, maybe going down to Atlanta, maybe now it's RJ's time to really start getting buckets. Because... You know, he didn't even he didn't play a lot of the fourth quarter. He like he had a lot of minutes, and Tibbs was just riding the, the momentum of the game, and he's known to do that. You know, we saw stretches of that in the regular season where RJ wasn't yeah. playing down the stretch. But you have Rose and you have Burks playing playing well, you got like let him go. And once Reggie starts hitting those yeah. shots, you gotta let him play. And I'm I'm not I'm not mad at that. So maybe it's coming into I wanna say if we get game three. I think, I mean, I'm not going to make any predictions. I don't like making predictions. But if we can get game three, I think that's going to make a huge, it's going to cause a huge swing.
0: Yeah, and I I said it before, I think Atlanta was exposed because the fact that they came out of this trip and it's 1-1 and the Knicks played about as bad a basketball as you can play in game one and they only won by two. And then for a, a whole half, the Knicks played about as bad as you can play. And the Knicks ended up winning by nine just because Randall played okay in the second half. That's not good. Um, The Knicks are a much better team than what they've played the last two games. And the Hawks, I mean, Trey put up good numbers. Bogdanovich kind of put up good numbers. He started and then started breaking threes in the second half. Like I I don't, maybe the Hawks are just kind of good on, paper and I always talk the difference between regular season teams and and playoff teams where like maybe the Hawks are not that good <laughs> and, and and the Knicks always even with these games like the Knicks their defense like keeps them in it like we've always talked about the Knicks this year of like they're kind of always in every game the Knicks not too many like blowout losses and even bad losses the only loss that I saw as bad even the whole regular season like really just bad was like that Minnesota game um, that we came in th- thinking that we could win. Like there, there weren't too many. Like we've been Knicks fans for a long time, and there, we've seen some bad. Lo- I mean, we've been at the Garden on MLK Day watching the Knicks lose by fifty, and like those days seem <laughs> kind of over for this team. Where they're just like they'll grind, man. They're, we the have gun, enough. It's never,
1: yeah, it's never we over. Enough
0: guys that we can call up. That and now Obi's just like the latest player who, like, he could come in and give us a spark quickly. Can give us a spark. Rose. Uh, Burks, like there's just so many guys you don't, and I, those are all bench guys, those aren't even big starting. 15,
1: big 15. That's what that's what we are, yeah. you know.
0: You know, Knox, I mean, he's just itching to come out there. Frank, um, they're still waiting in the wings. If, if their numbers called they're ready to play, they're it's, ready to go. Their spirits are up on the sideline, you know, no one's pouting. Um, so uh,
1: maybe, uh, someone else
0: <laughs> before we close it out, I. I I gotta ask the big question because this is really what it comes down to. I'm, I'm with you. I'm not gonna make any predictions because the Knicks can could come out awful again, and this whole thing could you know could go seven. I I, I do. I always thought the Knicks would win this series. Yeah, I'm a Knicks fan. I think they're the better team. Um, but is Alfred Payton gonna start again? That to me, that's the biggest question. That. The answer should be no. He should not because Rose should start. Alfred should be out of the rotation. That gives you more freedom to bring in quickly Burks and even Frank can get some minutes at times. Alfred out of the rotation would make this team better and it's so <laughs> freaking obvious. It's obvious to everybody. Um, and I, think- I can't see a scenario where starting Rose ruins the way things go for the rest of the game. Like The Knicks are constantly playing from behind. And like you said, it's like five on three out there. It's just horrible to watch and like, why come back from behind when you could either be
1: up maybe or, yeah. or like, <laughs> like, I don't know. I just, you could so, be winning a game. What's the you know, what's the, the, the downside? So I is think... Just, is just going to be the... I mean, I'm going to go ahead and say I think, gonna
0: start. I think Alfred's going to start again. And I think he'll probably be really bad for five to seven minutes and then he'll get taken out and then we won't see him
1: again i mean i i again i hope he's not <laughs> you know like i i, I posted a, a tweet before the game yesterday of that clip from uh remember the titans when it just like put benny in he's better <laughs> and, yeah. i love uh, that I was dying. it's just like go do alfred go Go do it, you know? It's just give up your spot for the good of the team, you know? <laughs> yeah. And Petey, why did I say what did I say? <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking of Sandlock. Yeah, gonna, gonna PD in. I'm just gonna let you go. <laughs> I, got it, I got it. But you know, I think I think he probably is. And my hope though is we all hope he won't. And I think the fact that Tibbs went through that change in the second half could be telling. That maybe he switches it up because I think you realize now you don't have to play like Derek the entire game because you can bring in Burks to to and, offset him and, a little bit right, and, and, and just it, give him a, give him a little breather, give you, him five seven minutes by himself. It's ridiculous that he
0: played thirty nine minutes and he wasn't even starting. So that means he's he's almost like playing like thirty nine minutes playing with the starters anyway.
1: So it's like um, just. Put him in, (laughs) and
0: Rose is playing unbelievable. There's nothing. It, and this isn't like some young guy like that has never been a starter before in the league, and him being a sixth man is so important. Like we said, the big 15, man. Honestly, the Knicks. We got to change it to the big 14 because (laughs) this guy Alfred. Oh, and I, I, I like to keep it positive. I don't like to trash any players, but like he looks just disinterested and he's he's not in it and the other players on the court have their head down because they're so fed up with with alfred also um it just seems and you nobody, know they're never gonna, they're Thib's never gonna, gonna say anything bad about in this them, guy's corner
1: uh. he's the, <laughs> you gotta wonder what he's got on tibbs. like does he have nudes or something i, I don't, I don't <laughs> oh, know oh, wow. but it's all right it's, it's bizarre but Hopefully, and when you're on the road, maybe you have a little bit more flexibility to just like try some stuff, you know, like the series is tied now. Just start, start Rose. And we, we called this out last episode and earlier on when Elfred was injured and Rose was starting those games, the offense just looked so much better and they're not playing from behind. It's like, just don't put yourself in a hole, you know, like you don't have to play catch up. And that was, that's always Clyde's thing. It's like, like stop playing up because you just expend so much more energy to get back into the game when you can just play ahead and, yeah. you know, it's just, everyone's Seems feeling so better, better. So, well, we'll see. We'll, we'll see find
0: out Friday. I, if I had to put money on it, I would assume that Alfred will be starting. What are you going to do? You we'll go
1: by six o'clock on <laughs> yeah. Friday and we'll, we'll see.
0: Yeah. But Hey, Series is tied up 1-1. Knicks have the momentum. You're going to game four.
1: Pumped. Let,
0: let, let's, <laughs> let's keep this. Let, let's just keep it going, man. I, I just want as much Knicks basketball as possible. This has been episode 55, recap in game two of the New York Knicks, coming off the fresh win, 101-92. to You can follow us on Twitter, Let's Talk Knicks, or on Instagram at let's underscore talk underscore Knicks.